Oh, it's every every single person all the time, especially over the last month because of the, the Thanksgiving turkey drop. <laughs> uh, I mean, we really lean into it. We have T-shirts. We do the whole nine yards. So it's not just you. I, I love it. I, I always love the Sparky Anderson appearances, too, because he looked so young back then, right? Like, I'm like, holy cow. I didn't yeah. think he ever looked that young. Yeah, there's some incredible cameos in there, and the, the TV certainly did Sparky some favors. I know that much. Yeah, it sure did. Uh, also, let me ask you about the, the – because the Bengals, that whole division is kind of wonky. It's weird where everybody's good but, you know, not so good, although there is a little bit of, uh, uh, I guess, separation happening right now. The division looks like it's out of reach with Joe Burrow, but the playoffs are are, – are, are Bengals fans maybe feeling it's still there? No, unfortunately not. I mean, really, from the moment that Burrow went down on Thursday night football, it felt like the season was over. And it's not just because Burrow isn't uh, isn't available. It's because this team has really just not been good at all levels. The special teams has not been good. The defense is the worst Bengals defense since 2019, and that 2019 team was a historically bad defense. So ever since Burrow went down, it kind of feels like it's over. I mean, there's conversations about mock drafts and positioning and who should be rooting for who over the course of the weekend. I mean, they know that it's still alive and there's a chance, and especially after this weekend, you might be able to make it into the AFC with nine wins. But it really feels like in the fan base and in the city that the season is over and the playoffs are, are impossible to reach, even though there is a, a slight chance. It's like if they win, I mean, they'd be six and six. The Browns and Steelers are seven and five, but it's those damn Ravens again. And I like I don't I don't know how they do it because to me, they were sort of middling until they weren't. And they it's not Aussie this time. What the hell goes on with the Ravens? Yeah, yeah well, the, the biggest difference is so far this year, they've been healthy and they've had a schedule that benefits them. I mean, I think they're playing one game over the course of like 25 days at this point in the season, which helps them to get even healthier. Now, obviously, Mark Andrews is now out for the season, but over the last few years, it's been they've been so banged up that they haven't had a fully healthy team, and obviously Lamar's situation with his contract last year. And, and if you think back to last year in the wild card round, Bengals played them in the opening round, and, and Baltimore outplayed the Bengals that entire game. But if not for the, the rumble in the jungle with Sam Hubbard taking it 100 yards to the house, the Bengals may have lost that game. But they're doing it with typical AFC North football. They run it. They play defense. And Lamar has had a really, really good season under Todd Munkin with some weapons around him. They do just about everything right. They, they There was a time in the NFL where, where if a, a, a quarterback went down on a real contender, there'd be a Jim Plunkett or a Vinny Testaverde hanging around, maybe golfing in Arizona, uh, the, maybe Cam Newton now. But it's not really the same. Every All the quarterbacks sort of have jobs this is it, right? Like it's Jake Browning's team. Yeah, I think it is. And, and if you go back to the to training camp in the preseason, when Burrow goes down with the calf strain, you know, we do live reports from training camp every day, and every day it was the same situation. At that point, it was Trevor Simeon battling with Jake Browning, and both of them stunk. And, and it was like the Bengals really need to evaluate the backup quarterback position, reevaluate, maybe go try to sign somebody, because neither one of those guys you felt comfortable with if they came into a game. So fast forward through the first month of the season, Burrow plays, doesn't play, doesn't play well. He's at like, you know, 50% of his usual self. And that conversation keeps being had. Number one, should Burrow even play? Number two, 
do the Bengals feel confident or is there zero confidence whatsoever in the guys behind them that forces Burrow to play? And they just never addressed it. I mean, eventually Trevor Simeon gets cut. Now he's with the Jets. He's playing terrible there. A.J. McCarron gets re-signed. And it's just, it's not, nothing made sense when it comes to the Bengals addressing that position, especially when prior to the season, this is a team that national pundits and, and people across the world are picking to win the Super Bowl. But there was no real backup policy or no insurance policy for the backup quarterback position, and it's come back to bite them. So then the check down is, the next question is, does this become Jake Browning learning to play in the NFL for the rest of the season? I think that's part of it, you know, and he's bounced around and he's going to get a fair shot. The Bengals fans remember A.J. McCarron, who is now his backup from 2015, where he played well down the stretch, got the Bengals into the playoffs, almost won a playoff game for them. Uh, so that, you know, is kind of a bit of a hot seat, but there's been no indication. AJ's been here for two months now. There's been no indication that he's going to challenge Jake for that spot, and there's been no indication they're going to sign anybody. So, yeah, it seems like, hey, we're going to give you a chance to learn how to play quarterback. You've got all these weapons. You've got a, an offensive line that we've invested in. So you should be able to succeed, and, and that's what it feels like they're going to try to do. And and oftentimes when a new quarterback comes in, there is a little bit of a uh, – an upswing in some guys who maybe uh, we weren't paying attention to. Maybe they get an opportunity and they play a little a little better or a little more often. Uh, so let's talk about T. Higgins. What what should be expected from him? Um, you know, he's a guy who, I mean, we know what he is. We know how old he is. Is is this an opportunity for him, or is this just you know maybe a little bit of a one one strong game? Yeah, I think this is an opportunity for T because this is a big season for him. You know, it's it's unsure, it's unclear really what the Bengals are going to do, if they're going to let him walk or if they're going to franchise tag him. And, and the Bengals feel strongly that he is a top 10 wide receiver in the NFL. And, you know, we've seen him at his best over the last couple of years, and I would agree with that. I mean, I think T is a number one wide receiver on most teams in the NFL. He has not played well this season. He's been battling the hamstring injury. Looks like he's going to go tonight. But – he didn't play very well when he was healthy. Now, part of that is because Burrow was banged up and the offense has just been struggling, but he still has a lot to play for, not just financially, but uh, overall, like you need to prove that you are that guy. And he hasn't been able to do that so far this season. So I I think when you have a guy like Browning, you have Jamar Chase who's going to get all the attention on one side that really frees up T Higgins to be a playmaker. And I think that's what they didn't have last week against um, against Pittsburgh. That's what they didn't have the night that Burrow went down against Baltimore. Higgins returning can really help the offense just because of how good he is and the threat that he presents to a defense. So, yeah, I think this is an opportunity for T, just like it is for Jake Browning over the last six weeks to say, hey, I can play in this league. I am still a threat and, and I'm valuable. So, yeah, I, I expect a lot from T Higgins down the stretch. Austin Elmar, our guest, ESPN 1530 Cincinnati. So um, I am a fan of a lot of losing teams over many years. So I know that losing teams do losing things because they're losing teams. So yes. when I see Cincinnati in this situation, I go, okay, they're, they're, they're disappointed. So how deep will this go? Because losing teams do losing things. Is Zach, Zach Taylor is a good coach. So he's safe, right? Yeah, I think Zach is safe. And, you know, I think that the thing that's been 
so highly and hotly debated in Cincinnati has been, should Zach Taylor remain the offensive play caller? Because that's where their biggest deficiency, it feels like, is. Now, the argument against that is, for the last two years, they have found a way to finish in the top eight in the NFL in total offense. And Joe Burrow is a big part of that. And, you know, great elite quarterbacks hide flaws. They do that on every team in the National Football League. And with Zach, this this organization is so different and in such a better spot now than it was in 2019 when he originally took over that I think we already have the conversation that Zach is the greatest coach in the history of the franchise. And what he does behind the scenes, what he has done with the culture, what he has done with building the organization as a whole, that can't be ignored. And that feels very distant from the losing Bengals that so many people in your audience and and you're referring to. They feel like an entirely different franchise from years ago. And so Zach deserves a lot of credit for that. The, The question is, can he, is he willing to give up the play calling duties because it feels like that's where they are struggling the most, and he has remained bullish on that. So maybe that part of his job is in jeopardy, but him being the head coach, I think that's a foregone conclusion for quite some time. The Forrest Gregg fan club is marching towards your office right now. I want... <laughs> I'm sure they are. I, want... and everything. I just want to forewarn you, it's happening, sir. Just be aware. <laughs> you still have time. I'm ready for him. <laughs> I'm ready for him. Austin Elmore, thank you. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate you having me on.